0: live jojo sounds good to me
1: okay we're gonna go live i ain't even care like let's do it this is kicking and streaming podcast a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies tv series and stuff Here are your hosts, Graham and
0: Jocelyn.
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. My name is Graham, and with me today, of course, is the absolutely fantastic Jojo, to whom I say, as usual, Hello, Jojo. To you, I say, Jojo. Hello, Graham. How are you doing today? Jojo, I would be doing better if I just turned off the mute on the microphone and <laughs> started speaking. But you know, stuff happen. okay. it you happens. It happens to
0: everybody. We're so... live,
1: everybody. We're live. Yeah! Hey, you know what i you know what? in a what? We're live, everybody. We're live. Where's my applause? Where's my applause?
0: Yeah!
1: Thank you. Thank you, Ouch. All right. So, <laughs> Georgia, tell me, how, how you been for real, man? I ain't even, even playing. Like, this time I ain't playing. How you been?
0: <laughs> uh, I, 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 I've been all right. I've yeah. been tired and worn out, but that's okay. Life, you know.
1: Is it is it burnout syndrome? It might be. It's burnout syndrome know. from life.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it's not like we are working even that hard, you know. So it's just like, Yeah, life. Burned life. out from life.
0: My husband sent me this little picture somebody posted online of a potato and it was like and and um let the potato rest for five minutes after the alarm goes off. <laughs>
1: potato gets stressed out, man.
0: <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, that's me. Turned into five hours and then <laughs> I'd still be tired but it's okay <laughs> just from the alarm going off.
1: that's awesome <laughs> Yo, that is that's funny it's a cute little potato too poor
0: poor little baked potato it's kind of like squished in the middle and looks kind of sad Because if a potato can look cute and sad this potato looks cute and sad it's, it's like oh the alarm went off
1: the least you can do is let me rest, <laughs> <let> Marvin. <me> <laughs> for five minutes. That's it. Just, then you can just have, <laughs> have at it. Have at it. Yo, our sense of humor is weird, but you know <laughs> that's okay. I don't know if people love us because of that, or if people even love us. Like sometimes I wonder.
0: Oh, you know.
1: And then we fall on the category of we don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Very well then. So today we are reviewing the Oscar nominations. And uh, typically the Oscars are on a Sunday night, unless they change it to Tuesday night now and see, you know, Globe, <laughs> Golden Globe style. <laughs> and uh, the nominations came out, uh, well, a few days ago, was it? Was it yesterday? Yeah, yeah, it was yesterday. It, it was, was just yesterday. yesterday. Are they late, Georgia? Are they late?
0: Weird. I feel like they, I mean, I don't know, because time is all fucked up for me. Yeah. Like, honestly, ever since the pandemic, my brain has <sighs> taken on a completely different idea of what time is supposed to be. I don't know. <laughs> I think we're we're in a different multiverse or something. But Yo. anyway, uh, I feel like they used to come out like the year before before, like, December. Right, like, right. And then the show was in March. That's exactly. what I remember. But, Lord, I don't know.
1: Because then you, you, you'd you have time to watch everything right. and have an opinion as to, you know, who do you think is going to win. At the end of January stuff, that uh, only gives you, like, what, four weeks, six weeks, five weeks? Is it even four? Uh, well, yeah, actually. Because it's March, right? So you, let's it say airs? it's usually the Sunday after Super Bowl right cuz yeah. they wouldn't dare yeah. come out and do it on the so, so suppose the super bowl is going to be on the 5th of february so it's likely to be the 12th or the 19th is that is that uh, are we right Let, let's see we've got an article here why are we making all kinds of like predictions and stuff like that <laughs> you, you it's know. more fun <laughs> it's probably yeah so
0: um march 12th
1: March twelfth,
0: right? That's when they are going to air, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel.
1: So it's going to be oh, hey, March twelfth. 12th. March twelfth, 12th. Okay. Oscars
0: return on March twelfth on ABC, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel.
1: Well, then I suppose we have more time than we we, we assumed we did.
0: So I guess basically we need to shut up and stop bitching.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> we probably should go into the nominations. So in terms of the, <laughs> in terms of the nominations, we. I I, think, I guess we should start by saying that we're not necessarily very much cinema people unless something is worthy of going to the cinema. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's important to understand that because hence the name of the show, Kicking and Streaming. Mm-hmm. If it's streaming, we'll watch it. If mm-hmm. it's on cinema, we have to be very big fans of the movie or the adaptation or the book or the director yeah, or some of the, the director, actors. Yeah. We have to be like extreme, like Olivia Colman type of shit, <laughs> Jonathan mm-hmm. Price or something. You yeah. Know? So in that in that respect, we are going to make predictions based on the information we have, but our predictions aren't going to be as strong as they would have if it related, uh, as it relates to award shows that are typically TV oriented, so yeah, it's it's very important to understand that. But it's fun to make predictions and shit, even though we know nothing about what we're talking about, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, basically we could you can say most of the time we know we don't really know what we're talking yeah. about anyway. So, uh, and I think you can say the same thing for honestly anybody who writes an article. I mean, unless they are somebody who's casting votes and works for the Academy or whatever, basically everybody
1: is just. Making predictions in the wind Yeah, yeah, yeah it, 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 Like, you know, at, at the end of the day it all, it, It's all a matter of Sounding like you know what you're talking about That's right That's Except right. that we admit that we have no idea what the fuck we're talking about <laughs> So, w- w- will you take our sincerity <laughs> And do what you will with it Or just turn this off and say Yeah, they themselves say that they don't know what they're talking about I think I would actually stay with it.
0: If I, I were I listening would. to
1: this podcast right now, I would stay with yeah. it. I'd be like, I, yeah, Yeah.
0: Let's I'd hear. be like, yeah, they, they don't know what they're talking about. So let's hear what a couple of dumbasses have to
1: say. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see how wrong they can be. There's that.
0: Oh God. I do have opinions about this after reading some after reading reading it. I'm like, what the hell? And all that. <laughs>
1: Well, Jojo, let's hear it then. So we are going to start with Best International Feature Film. Jojo, take it away, Jojo. Take it away! Take it it
0: away! And the nominees are (laughs) All Quiet on the Western Front, Germany, Argentina, 1985, Argentina, Close Hmm. or Close, Belgium, EO, Poland, and The Quiet Girl,
1: Ireland. Okay, so... Prediction-wise, we know that Argentina won the Globes, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, we also admitted that we didn't think that there are going to be such an alignment with the Globes and, and the Oscars. Yeah. So knowing what we know, having said that, Jojo, who do you think is going to get it?
0: From everything that I have been reading, I think it's going to be all quiet on the Western front. And I think that there are a lot of people that were surprised that it was nominated for best international and not best picture overall, or I'm sorry. Yeah. It is nominated for best picture overall. So I think this is the, where the category it's going to win. I don't think, I don't think it's going to win best picture, but I think that it's going to win best international in that they want to give it
1: something. Yeah. I think, I think Hollywood has been definitely fascinated by this movie, All Quiet on the Western Front. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: but I do think that the, the Globes made an absolute statement because All Quiet on the uh, Western Front was nominated. It was. As an international mm-hmm. movie also on the Globes. Yet the Globes come out and give it to Argentina. Mm-hmm. And I know I said this as a joke last time, but Argentina has been on a roll <laughs> Yeah. <know>? <laughs> so have. they just won the World Cup, so and they just won the Golden Globes. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Argentina uh, at nineteen eighty five wins this one. But prediction wise, I think it's 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 safe to assume that all western might end up winning it. Because as you said, they do want to give something to this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. They really do. And I just don't see them giving it best picture. So I don't but
1: know why. I hand it wouldn't be the first time that an international feature film ends up with best picture because. No,
0: it's true. We've got Parasite and yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. You got Parasite. You got, um, what's his name? The uh, Indian movie. Yes. By Danny um, Boyle. Uh, slum
0: millionaire. Slum, slum drug millionaire. Millionaire. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So, it So it, it could be. It wouldn't be a surprise. I mean, if they did it, it would not be, no one should be surprised that happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless you haven't been watching this. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on then to best original screenplay. I've got here uh, The Bunches of Inner Sharing, written by Martin McDonough. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, written by Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schna- uh, Scheinert. The Fablemans, written by Steven Spielberg and Tony Kushner. Ta, written by Todd Fields. And Triangle of Sadness, written by Ruben Ostlund. What's what's your prediction here?
0: This one is hard for me because I feel like it's going to be one of those things where a movie is going to sweep absolutely everything or it's going to win, like, one thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) As usual, (laughs) wouldn't be the Oscars,
0: (laughs) right? Right. So it's like okay. So if it's it, it could definitely be the Fablemans, and then it's the Fablemans will win absolutely everything. It could be everything, everywhere, all at once, and then it'll win everything. Or this will be all it wins, or it'll be the Banshees, and this will be it'll win everything. Or this will be the only thing it wins. I don't. I you know, it's. I really don't know. It's difficult for me to say. I kind of want to say Top Gun, which I just—I can I just say I I don't understand a Top Gun movie being nominated for Oscars in terms of story or anything.
1: Is it is it I, is it nominated in the best original screenplay? It's
0: it's nominated. Um, it's not. Sorry, it's apologies. It, I got ahead of us. But okay, okay, um, okay. I got ahead of us. It's my fault. Um, so yeah, I'll. I'll go off on that tangent at another
1: time. So, no, I don't know. This one's difficult for me to win, <laughs> to, to pick. <laughs> I, I'm i having a hard time. So, here's the thing. I think Hollywood thinks that one of the greatest things that has happened is the Bunches of Inner Sharing. But at the same time, by all accounts, it's an international movie, mm-hmm. which for some reason was not nominated as an international feature film, was it? Was it? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It wasn't. mm It wasn't, but it's an international film. It's a film in Ireland about Ireland. Um, But at the same time, you have The Fablemans, which is a Spielberg movie. Yes. And I'm not going to go ahead and say that, you know, the Academy feels like whenever Spielberg is nominated, he's got to win something. That's not what I'm saying, but that's not what I'm not saying. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm even making sense.
0: <laughs> well, t- typically, Steven lately, Steven Spielberg has been churning out some fantastic movies and scripts that are very Hollywood friendly. You know, uh, what was the last one he did? Dublin. And so, I I, I understand what 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 you're saying that you know. The Oscars kind of feel like he's paid his paid his dues, I yes. think, and deserves the nominations
1: and the wins. The other thing about about The Fablemans is also a window into Spielberg's childhood, if you will. Yeah. Sort of yeah, like it, loosely based on his childhood. Yeah. And so that is an interesting story to learn for a man yes. that is kind of like incredibly private. Because he says that he, he he struggled to put this out, right? Yeah. So that could be a big homage to him in terms of screenplay. But then, as you said, it could be also one of those things where either you win everything or you, just the only thing you win. So it would be interesting to watch. But my here's my prediction. I think where everybody's joy is going to drop is when everything, everywhere, all at once ends up winning this one. Think so? Okay. Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen here. So, um, let me be wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> everything, every. I'm writing this down, so.
1: Yeah, man, you know, to see how um. wrong. Well, people will be like, this motherfucker is always wrong. I never get it, wrong. but like we did good with the gloves, though. <laughs> we, yeah, we did. <laughs> we had like, you know,
0: I because I know absolutely nothing about it, and because I'm so conflicted all of over all of the others, I am going to pick Triangle of Sadness. <laughs> Dude, what is this all about? <laughs> I don't know. I know absolutely nothing about it. I never heard of it until <laughs> the nominations <laughs> came out. Triangle of sadness. So I'm just going to pick it because I've never heard of it. And um, yeah,
1: so that's my pick. I think that's a good idea. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm with you, <laughs> but not with you, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's go to Best Adapted Screenplay, which is where you had quite a bit to say.
0: Uh, so we have All Quiet on the Western Front, screenplay by Edward Berger, Leslie Patterson, and Ian Stokel. Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, written by Ryan Johnson. Living, written by Kazuku, Kazu, Kazu Ishiguro. I got that totally wrong. I'm sorry.
1: Kazuo Ishiguro.
0: Thank you. <laughs> Top Gun: Maverick, screenplay by a whole bunch of people: Aaron Kruger, Aaron, Eric Warren Singer, Christopher McQuarrie, based on a story by Peter Craig and Justin Marks. And Women Talking, screenplay by Sarah Polly.
1: Sarah Polly, huh. Yeah, so let's hear what you have to say about the Top Gun thing. Because here's the thing. I didn't watch Top Gun, and I'm not going to watch Top Gun. The reason being is because, what was it, about almost 30-something 30, 30 years ago, Thirty-six the, years ago, almost forty years. That Top Gun came out, right? Mm-hmm. And it was fantastic. The music, the sound—like Top Gun was basically the, the music in Top Gun was like the sound of an entire era, if you will. Take My Breath Away is still one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. Um, but. Just leave it as is. Let it go into being a classic and fuck off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let it go peacefully into that good night.
1: Yes. So I don't know if you feel the same way, but let's hear you.
0: (laughs) So I, I haven't seen Top Gun Maverick either. I feel like the whole thing was kind of a nostalgia money grab. I know that people loved this. I know they did. I know that people adored it, that critics loved it, that people just could not stop singing how fantastic this reboot, re whatever the hell it is, uh, how fantastic it is. But I just... It just, to me, feels like a whole lot of nostalgia, especially with the way the world is currently.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And to me, it feels like a whole lot of, um, forgive me, but white nostalgia (laughs) for an era that is gone and uh it was like oh you know tom cruise he can still do it and he's still a good looking man and you know it's it's still you know we're still on top blah 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 that that kind of shit is the whole thing that i take away from it and uh you know i'm sure it's a perfectly watchable movie i am and i'm sure it's a lot of fun honestly if you're willing to forgive certain things about it but i just I don't understand all the Oscar nominations. I just don't. I just don't get it. Like, to me, that would be like, I don't know, like a uh, Adam Sandler movie. Um, What's the one? Uh, It's one of my favorite movies really to watch what i'm feeling down is uh, the wedding singer oh, wedding The wedding singer. singer yes It would be like if the wedding singer was nominated for a whole bunch of of oscars because that, that that's a nostalgic movie right you know yeah. it's set in a in a, in a in a certain time in a certain place and no it makes no sense and but but i just i just to me the oscars are supposed to be where you celebrate art not the box office
1: yeah, yeah. you you're absolutely right and i'm you know I'm gonna go ahead. Like Tom Cruise is pushing to his sixties now, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and say this. Hate me for saying this, but it is just a matter of time before this motherfucker go ahead and die in one of those stunts. Because no, you're not supposed to be doing any one of that shit at that sixty plus. Fuck off. No. Pay somebody no. else that looks like you to do this shit. You, there's no need to be doing that. I've seen some Instagram shit that this motherfucker has done. And that shit's crazy, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's all about, as you said, that 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 big boldness of like, yo, I got the balls and blah blah blah. I'm a macho male, and man, fuck off. You an actor. Be an actor and let some of the motherfucker take that risk. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I get it when you were young, and and Did you? know how many bones Jackie Chan has <laughs> broken in his body? I think he's broken
0: practically every
1: bone every he has. <laughs> Why? Why? Why would you do that? Look, I remember watching um this comedy movie about baseball. <laughs> and I don't remember, but, but like one of these niggas, like, he, he got so famous that when he hit a home run, he had a stunt run for him. that's what i would do man (laughs) yeah i'm gonna hit this shit but you're (laughs) (laughs) right well
0: my you know so we've talked many many times over the show and um is i i just think Tom Cruise is nuts. I, I do, I think he's like legitimately has a mental illness. <laughs> and I don't mean that in making light of mental illness in the slightest, that's not what I mean. But I, there is something off about the man. And since he is involved so deeply in Scientology and they don't believe in certain doctors and certain medications and things like that, I would not be surprised if the only way he can get dopamine is to essentially put himself somewhere where he's killing himself. So I, I just, I don't know. I just, there's something off about the man. I will always think that. I hope at some point he gets some peace and some happiness, but I just think there is something very, very wrong there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with that because it, it, it can't be. Like, there's no reason. Like, I cannot think of any reason why he'd want to do all of that.
0: No, Unless, there is- you know,
1: like, why? But just Why? Yeah, I mean, imagine uh, watching uh, what's his name doing all of the stunts for Indiana Jones, like at his Mm -hmm. age. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. come on, let's not do that. There's no reason to do that, and I get it. Like, yo, you have to live on the edge and shit and blah blah blah. Until when? But okay, let's let's stop here, and and. We're good. So, what's the prediction here for uh, best adapted screenplay, Jojo?
0: Let's see. So, best adapted screenplay. I think that it. I think I'm going to go with Glass Onion.
1: I. Uh, I'm tending to agree with you because there is a bit of a craze about Glass Onion. It's yeah. really good. Is it that good? <laughs> It is
0: very, very
1: Some good. say that he's even better than the Knives
0: Knives Out. It it is, honestly. And Knives Out is fantastic. Knives Out is absolutely fantastic. But Glass Onion is it's fan, it's it's so good. It's so good. And I haven't watched it. I I highly recommend it. I really do.
1: I'm gonna go ahead and do that because
0: But I think, <laughs> I think I think I think for it to not be Ridiculous is you need to watch the first one. You need to watch Knives Out. I really do think you do. Because really? the character of Benoit Blanc is um he's a very, very multifaceted character. And Daniel Craig plays him incredibly well. And I think that you need the introduction to this character in Knives Out to fully appreciate him in Glass Onion.
1: All right. Sure. <laughs> I'm, no seriously I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and hit the two of them boom boom, you know what I'm saying <laughs> But okay so let's move on then. I'm I'm not going to make any prediction. I'm just gonna pick glass onion with you okay. because um, uh, you know again this is another one that possibly all quiet will go ahead and win it. I True. feel like all quiet is gonna have a big night.
0: Yeah, I feel like, this. this to me, this whole, the, all of these picks, I'm like, one of these movies is going to have a huge night,
1: and one of them is going to win absolutely nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think all quiet. Okay. But I think on a wishful thinking type of uh, thing, I'll go with Glass Onion, because I, I trust your sense of how good that shit is. Oh, it's good. You know, will,
0: I will be this sad if it does not win.
1: Well But um, you know. Uh Don Julio To <laughs> Julio. Yeah, Don Julio sounds good. Oh man. I'm having that thing. Is it? Okay, okay. I thought I thought we, we froze for a moment. Okay. I think we're good. So best supporting actress. We've got hold on. Angela Bassett, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Hong Chao. or Hong Chao. The Whale, Gary Condon, The Bunches of Inner Sharing, Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Sue, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, I've heard a lot about the whale. And a lot of people, in fact, were quite disappointed at the fact that, what's his name? Brandon Fraser, did not actually have a better night at the Globes. And sometimes the Oscars, the Academy likes to kind of like redeem the critics of all the award shows with just handing out something to sort of like calm the the heavy feelings.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And... I think in a category like this, I wouldn't be surprised if Hong Chao winds up, winds up winning for the will, And that might be the win for the will for that true. night. So That's what true. do you think? But there's some heavy hitters here.
0: There are some really heavy hitters here. There's There's Angela Bassett, yeah. who was fantastic. Stephanie Su, I'm thrilled that she was nominated because she's so good in it. But I have to say, and and like you said, Hong Chao, would, it would be great if he won for the whale. As, I, I hate to say consolation prize, but I don't quite know how else to put it. Carrie Condon, I'm sure, was great in The Banshees. But having seen the movie and having seen how many... <laughs> Different parts she plays. I would love to see Jamie Lee Curtis win this. She, I'm, I've never been a huge fan of Jamie Lee Curtis, um, and I don't mean that in like, I, I want. I'll happily watch a movie if she's in it. I don't have a complete revulsion to her <laughs> like I do some actors and actresses, but um, I, I've never really been all that impressed or excited by her I don't know why she just never really caught my attention with a uh, performance before but in everything everywhere all at once she's so goddamn good and she's so funny and she's so serious and she's so sweet and sad and nasty and it's just it's like she got to play I don't know 15 different characters over the course of the movie and she's she's brilliant She's brilliant and I I really really want her to win. She deserves it. She
1: I deserves think it. I think to your point about Jamie Lee Curtis, I I see exactly what you mean. And I don't think it's necessarily or entirely Jamie Lee Curtis's fault, but I think it's Hollywood what they did with her during the her youth. That makes she sense. is, by all account, a serious actor and should have been taken more serious. But Hollywood decided to exploit her as a sex symbol. Um, You know, she was, she's got a a very hard look to herself and she was sort of like, in all good measures, kind of like shapely and thick and, you know, curvy. And they exploited that to a set, to a point where you couldn't take her too seriously as an actor. And the moment that she turned 40 and cut off her hair and went gray, you sort of sounded, sort of like looked at her in a different way and kind of sold her more for the talent. But I think she's by all account has always been as good. Um, and yes. The nomination here is absolutely well deserved. I fucking hate this clock. I've told you that before, so <laughs> forgive me. You can talk, Jojo, because like I have to go. <laughs> uh,
0: let's see. I can talk about best supporting actor. I can read the nominees for that. If you're, or did you? Are you cool with? The- yeah, please go ahead. Go ahead. No, okay.
1: Well, the, the <laughs> fucking clock. Between her and Alexa, I want to kill something.
0: All right, so our best supporting actor nominees are Brendan Gleason for The Banshees, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, Barry Keegan for The Banshees, and Ki Hui Quan for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And this one is a group of very talented gentlemen, but I I, I know who my pick is. He won the Golden Globe. Uh, he's won many, and he deserves every single one that he's won. Ki Hui Quan for everything, everywhere, all at once. He brought the idea of just being a kind person to life and how powerful that is. He brought that to screen perfectly, and this man deserves everything that's coming to him, and... I will be so drunk if he doesn't win. Yeah, yeah. I might be really drunk if he does win because I'm so happy for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, when it comes about getting drunk, there's no, you know, it's a great area. <laughs> Whether you're happy or sad, just fucking get drunk. whatever, <laughs> man? I, 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 I feel you. I, feel, I know that the black community is very happy for Brian Tyree Henry, uh, for Causeway. Best Supporting Actor. Um, But ki hui really, ah, God. For all I've read, for all I've heard, for all all the opinions that I've heard shared, there shouldn't be anybody else that night to win this category. And I'm not saying that the rest of them don't deserve it. That is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it's a nomination... That should be a win for him, yeah. and uh, we'll be talking about it the next, uh, you know, the next show after after the Oscars because we should we should only see, <laughs> you know. So let's go with Best Lead Actress: Kate Blanchett, Tar, Ana de Armas, Blonde, Andrea Riseborough, to Leslie, Michelle Williams, The Fablemans. And Michelle, yo, everything, everywhere, all at once. Is see how I managed to say where there?
0: I did. I noticed that.
1: <laughs> White yeah, yeah. and where and when. Yeah. I noticed. Yeah. So, uh, this is the first time Kate Blanchett keeps getting nominated for something, and you're almost pretty sure that she ain't gonna win shit. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds bad for me to say, but. I think we could eliminate Anna de Armas and Kate Blanchett um and narrow it down to Andre Riseborough, Michelle Williams and Michelle Yeoh and one of the Michelle's is going to win it it's not going to be Williams What do you say
0: I think I'm very surprised that Anna Diarmas was nominated. I'm not saying that she didn't put in a lot of work on Blonde. I'm not saying that it wasn't a great performance. I'm just surprised she was nominated. Andrea Riseborough, there is so much buzz about her in this little, little movie that uh, I almost wouldn't be surprised if Andrea Riseborough took it. But
1: Who should win is Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. Because we had a good talk about her uh, Mm -hmm. back when we talked about that series, which I think we were the only podcast in the world that did an episode about the, uh, what was it called again? Zero, zero, zero.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think we were.
1: (laughs) She was absolutely (laughs) fabulous on that. Yeah. We had a lot of fun talking about her. And that, surprisingly, she's a Geordie. <laughs> she's a Newcastle girl. It was just like, okay, well, there's that. God, please, people from Newcastle, don't kill me. Just... <laughs> it's with affection. It's with it's, affection. It's, yeah, I love my Geordies, man. Yeah, I, I love Geordies, you know, yeah, it's just weird to see a with the shirt on, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I don't know about the movie uh, to Leslie, but again, as you said, the buzzes have been like constant, constant, but much in the same case of Ki Hui Kwan, there is just no other automatic thought, then Michelle, you're winning it for everything, everywhere, all at once. Any other year? Yes, but not this time, simply not this time. Yeah. So what do you think of best lead actor, Jojo?
0: All right, let's see. So we have nominated Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for the Banshees, Brendan Fraser for the whale. Paul Mescal for After Sun and Bill Nye for Living.
1: (sighs) Okay. One, I have to start by saying if you've watched the movie Elvis, don't kill me for saying this, but I just, he might have been great in his acting, but I don't feel like Austin Butler looked like Elvis. No, I, I agree with that. I he, don't he feel did, like he, didn't. he looked like Elvis at all. Like that was absolutely, if we were looking, do you, like, do you remember how impressive, impressive the comparisons between Jamie Foxx and Ray Charles were? Like mm-hmm. it wasn't a question of he sounded like him, It was that he looked also like him and he sounded like him and he moved like him and he balanced himself like him. And he 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 intoned like like when you any actor playing an icon like Ray Charles or Elvis, you must be. A reincarnation of that person. And I'm not saying you have to uh, imitate Elvis. You can take the character and do whatever you want with it. But fucking give me something that looks like the man. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't find that on Austin Butler. And I refused to watch that movie because all I see is Austin Butler and not Elvis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they didn't do much in terms of makeup to help, you know. And I I don't know how to feel about it, but I just don't. I'm not feeling it, you know. I had
0: a really strange experience with this movie because <clears throat> I'm I'm a huge Baz Luhrmann fan. I've watched everything he's ever done, including an episode of the Melbourne Opera. And I, I I I love Baz Lorman. I know he's a total asshole and a, a whole lot of other things, but I, I'm just a huge fan of his work. So, I was kind of on the fence about Elvis because, like you, I was like, this kid doesn't look anything like Elvis. Like I'm just I'm and and the actress he plays, um, uh, the his wife Patricia
1: Priscilla Patricia? Is that Pris- Priscilla uh,
0: Priscilla. Yeah. Priscilla. That's it. Priscilla to me looked absolutely nothing like Priscilla to me. And so, but I still wanted to watch it because it's Baz Luhrmann and Austin Butler's performance is so good. I forgot what Elvis looked like and it was weird. I looked at Jeff and said, I don't remember what Elvis looks like. And he's like, I kind of don't either.
1: That's amazing.
0: It was fucking bizarre. And all, and even now when I see a picture of Elvis, I'm like, that's not Elvis. And I'm like, no, wait, that's Elvis. You're thinking of Austin Butler. It is a very, very strange experience. That
1: is strange.
0: It was weird. So I, I loved the movie. I loved his performance. I think his performance is almost transcendent. I don't know necessarily that he deserves to win an Oscar for it. But I found the whole experience completely fascinating because I've never had anything like that happen to me before. Normally that takes me right out of the movie, as you just said, you know, like yeah. this person is nothing like this. I don't know how to explain it. It was almost like he was possessed by Elvis or something. It's very strange.
1: That's incredible.
0: Now the woman who played Priscilla. Yeah, Priscilla. Yeah, she took me out of it a little bit every time she was on screen because to me, her performance and everything else, I just I never saw or heard Priscilla at all. But and Tom Hanks also took me out of it a little bit whenever he would appear because his he, I'm not quite sure what Tom Hanks was on when he was when he was doing this performance. But it was some kind of strange upper or downer or something because he 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 was a little 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 off off center. But Every time Austin Butler was on screen, I wanted more of him on screen. It was like, just forget everybody else, especially the scenes with him and his mother, the woman who plays his mother. They had a chemistry that was that was fascinating and a little on the creepy side, which is true in the case of Elvis and his mother, and also very much a loving, caring relationship between a son and his mom. So anyway, all of that to say, I think it was a great performance, I I, and I was I had a very strange experience having watched the movie because I, I, again, I still look at pictures of Elvis and I'm like, that's not Elvis. That is not Elvis. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> that's Elvis. You're thinking of Austin
1: Butler. You know what? It's 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 an amazing thing because you know my impression, as i as I've expressed, is that I shouldn't watch this because I'm not going to get Elvis out of this guy. But now I'm simply interested. I'm, I'm, I'm interested based on what you've described the performance as being, because there's that too, you know. And I've never
0: had that. I've never had that happen before. I haven't. Always when somebody so like um, what was the movie we we talked about, or um, maybe it was a series uh about Lucy. I love Lucy. Yes. And Ricky Ricardo. Yes. That he was never for me, he you just didn't really- look enough like him. He didn't embody him. Nothing, there was the nothing was there. Weird. Was, everything was yeah. wrong. And I've had it happen with, with other movies too, where I, there's been another Elvis movie, Jonathan Reese davies play. It was a TV movie, made for TV movie, might've been a mini series. And he was good in it, but he didn't look enough. He looked more like Elvis than Austin Butler did, but I still didn't believe him as Elvis. It's I don't know. It I'd was like to, very I'd strange like to, experience. Like
1: to be, I would like to see the, the casting process for this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I know that as good as Austin Butler could have, you know, if he ever auditioned for this, I know that I would have been one of those to say, nah, that's not the guy. So in the end, how did it end up with the film? He, they, he had to have fucking shown exactly what you're just saying here at the moment of audition for, for somebody to say, yeah, let's trust this guy with this, you know?
0: So from what I understand, his audition was a rendition of him doing Unchained Melody on the piano as older, larger Elvis. It's one of his last, one of Elvis's last performances before he died yeah, and it's available on YouTube to watch, to watch Elvis's performance. And it is shocking because the man is up there like slurring, he can barely talk yeah. and sweating. And then he just bursts into this beautiful rendition of this song. And from what I understand, that was what Austin Buster, Boston Butler chose to do is his audition was that just that one part. And at the end of it, Baz Lorman was like, I don't want anybody
1: else. I want him. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that is the sign of a fucking amazing actor. Uh, but with that said, who do you think is going to win this one?
0: Ah, uh, Let's see. That was a lot of talk. Uh, <laughs> Austin Butler has won a lot. Uh, it was a great performance. I don't know. It might be nice to see Brendan Fraser win. you know, we're in our our renaissance or whatever they're calling it. Um, But and I've heard fantastic things about Bill Nye, Bill uh, Bill Nye for living for this movie living that it is. I I really want to watch this. I feel like it's something we could talk about on the podcast because this movie is 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 apparently just gorgeous. It's it's on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm not quite sure who to say is going to win it. I, I, I kind of am thinking it's going to be Austin Butler because he's won so many. But at the same time, I would wouldn't be mad with any of these folks winning.
1: Yeah, I'm on the same. Here. The only one I'm not I'm unfamiliar with is Paul Bescial in the mm-hmm. After Sun thing. But other than that, yeah, I, I've heard like fantastic things about uh, the the Brendan Fraser movie, The Whale. Is it, is on it like it's a new movie to a certain extent but it's on its way of becoming like a, a like a culture phenomenon if yeah. you will so yeah. so there's that is he going to win based on on the people that he's dominated around no so in fact I think the the two um narrow down the, like the Two that you can take out of there is probably Paul Mescal and and Brandon Fraser, and then leave these other three. Colin Farrell has a good chance of winning it. Austin Butler, or Bill Nye could be the surprise in that respect. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna shut my mouth with that one. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, I, I I just I mean I know that's kind of a cop out, but I just I can't make a prediction with it. I really can't.
1: Hey Amen. We we're not, we're not that good anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be that wrong. <laughs> so let's go to Best Director. We're going to see Martin McDonough, The Bunches of Inisherin, Daniel Kwan, Daniel Scheinert, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg, The Fablemans, Toad Field, Tar, and Ruben Usland, Triangle of Sadness. Um... Talk to me,
0: Jojo. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, so this one is hard to. I really wish I knew more about Triangle of Sadness. Oh, I oh, yeah. I I hadn't heard I had not heard of it at all until the nominations came out. So, um I could see Steven Spielberg winning it because he's Steven Spielberg and this movie is a very intimate portrait of his life. And as you said earlier, he's a very private man. I could see Martin mcDonald winning it for the Banshees because he's also fantastic. And I think a bit overlooked, uh, in terms of winning.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I want Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinhardt to win.
1: Yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> I I don't blame you. I do think uh, Yeah, those are the, the like the top three to be honest. And it's it's so weird that the nominations came out like this, right? Martin McDonough, Daniel Kwan, Daniel Scheinert, and Steven Spielberg. Um because Triangle of Sadness seems to be on the merits there because it it, it, it needs to be there. But again it's, it's not something that we, we know about. We've heard a lot of buzz about. So it might be the critics pick the same as star and uh, I've actually before the Oscars, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and watch these two movies so that I, I can understand why the nomination. Yeah. But I feel strongly about either of these three. But I kind of see Spielberg winning it though.
0: See, I do too. I do too. I, I see him winning it too because it's he he's Spielberg and Spielberg. And, and, and this movie is is a big deal and a yeah. good movie. Yeah. So I know who I I I, <laughs> I know who I want to win. I want the Daniels to win, but I, I, I think it's gonna be Spielberg.
1: Yeah. And you know, on on the day after the Oscars and we'll we'll have that conversation and we'll remember you know how much we struggled with this one. Yeah. And we are on to best picture. Georgia, mm-hmm. you can go ahead.
0: Go on ahead now. Go on ahead. All right. So best picture. We have I'm not going to go into reading all the names because I'm just going to butcher names. <laughs> and I hate it when I do that. It makes me very um, angry at myself and very, uh, you a, know, big, stupid white American. So All right. So we have All Quiet on the Western
1: Front. Malte Gunert.
0: Avatar, The Way of Water.
1: James Cameron, John Landau.
0: The Banshees of In Sharon.
1: Graham Broadbent. Pete Sherning and Martin McDonough. Elvis. Baz Lerman, Catherine Martin, Gail Barman, Patrick McCormick, and Skylar Weiss. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Daniel Kwan, Daniel Scheinert, and Jonathan Wong. The Fablemans. Christy Makusko-Krieger, Steven Spielberg, and Tony Kushner. Tar. Alexandra Milchen, Scott Lambert. Top Gun Maverick. Uh, Tom Cruise, Christopher McQuarrie, David Ellison, and Jerry Brockheimer. Jerry Brockheimer was involved in (laughs) that. Isn't that dude a TV dude?
0: He he is very much a TV dude. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Stay. Triangle of Sadness.
1: Eric Hemmendorf and Philip Bober. And Women Talking. Didi Gardner, Jeremy Kleiner, and Francis McDormand. Uh oh. It's time for predictions. <laughs> yeah. So, I,
0: I, Women Talking is another movie I wish I knew more about because I've heard so many good things about it. And obviously, it must be of some merit because it's been nominated. I, um, but I don't know enough about
1: it to be able to say much. And you kind of had to. By deduction, think of Frances McDormand based on the title of this movie, Women Talking, mm-hmm. you know, because that's kind of like her vibe, her thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got to be really, really good if she produces yeah. that. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm, the only thing I'm going to go ahead and take right out, and if they win, I'm going to be really pissed off at the Academy Stop Top Gun.
0: If Top Gun wins, I'm just.
1: I want my husband to record
0: my reaction. If Top Gun wins. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm gonna be like, it's, it's all rigged by Scientology. It's just <laughs> <laughs> not the Illuminolo- Illuminati. It's Scientologists. They've got everything rigged.
1: Yo, mate, shut up, <laughs> mate. Hey, stop, stop it. Nobody's he agrees me with
0: bark. me. <laughs>
1: he has got opinions, <laughs> buddy. Stop. Enough.
0: Either that, or he is a Scientologist and he's upset. But yeah, I don't think probably. you have a Scientologist in your house.
1: He, no, he might be, because <laughs> that nigga is weird. <laughs> come here, man. Come on. Is come. he ever
0: like? Let's do an audit session. <laughs> Can we do it? For-
1: <laughs> no, come over here. Over here. Come and say hello to Jojo. Come buddy. Here, big boy. Oh,
0: you're you're Yay. enormous. Look at you. Oh my goodness. You're like an enormous version of Frankie. <laughs> yeah. All right.
1: Oh, oh my goodness. Everything is good,
0: right? Yeah, it's okay. You don't you don't need to do an audit session.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no audit session needed. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, no, no. I I absolutely agree with you. So, so if they win, it's <laughs> rigged by Scientology. <laughs> oh, this is awesome um so all in all uh all quiet you think maybe i think it's
0: down to all quiet the banshees everything everywhere all at once and the fablemans
1: yeah yeah
0: i think it's down between what about avatar
1: we didn't we didn't think would like avatar is a big one too
0: but it's Avatar
1: Yeah, but like Listen, man, I've heard a lot of people Talking about Avatar like it's the next coming Of, you know, the Buddha
0: People I know, think I know that about the, people the would first say Christ, one but,
1: huh? too. <laughs> People say that about the first one, too <laughs> I see where you're going there, man I don't want this show to be Canceled <laughs>
0: All I will say is I don't think it has it has um, a chance of winning. But um, if it does, then um, you know, water people are in charge. I don't know. <laughs> James Cameron bought out the Academy. He's got the money to do it.
1: Well, he is the king of the world. <laughs> Look, I am going to pick one. I'm gonna close okay. my eyes and point at Elvis. Okay. That's my pick. Okay. Pick What's one your pick?
0: <laughs> Everything, everywhere, all at once.
1: Okay. I know that both of us are wrong. It's going to be the Fablemans. <laughs> right. But we'll have that conversation the day after the Oscars. <laughs> Very well then. So we have arrived to the end of the show. These are our predictions for the next Oscars. Um uh, I am going to try and take the day off, um, the day after the Oscars, which is a Monday. Typically, I'm off on Tuesday and Wednesday, so I'll take the day off, and we'll have that convo uh, live on uh, the YouTube, and the also YouTube's. for <laughs> and also for our um, our people, uh, our good. podcast listeners. So we always have fun talking about this. Again, it's not like we know what the hell we're talking about, but th- this is how this podcast started. We were uh, two co-workers who, on our downtime, all we did was talk about movies and shows that we being watched. And <clears throat> a lot of people, for some reason, especially now that I work, where I work, you know, they, they, they ask me, like, what is the origin of, how do you go about creating a podcast like this? And I'm like, you have no idea, really. It's the simplest thing. It was the only person who has always (laughs) interested in the same thing. We were always interested in the same shows, the same movies, the same actors. We had the same taste. And one day I said, why don't we start a podcast? And she was like, yes. And I'm like, are you sure? Because everybody (laughs) says no. (laughs) You know, So it, it, it it's fun like that, and uh, we're still having fun doing it. I know that sometimes we uh, we seem a bit intermittent because live, but the fact of the matter is uh, we're still kicking and streaming, mm-hmm. and we're still having fun doing it, and mm-hmm. we are happy to talk about the Oscars um, yes. the day after the Oscars. Right, Jojo? Yes, that's right.
0: That is right.
1: But for now. Um, oh, don't forget to look us up on the internet. Y- you know... The
0: internets. I- the internet is a series of tubes.
1: A series of tubes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the inanet. Yes. Yes. Uh, like, we
0: have a website. We're on the Facebooks. We're yes. on the Instagrams. Yes. I don't know. I'm just, you know...
1: And on the Twitter, everything. The, the, the Twitter to the little buzzy... The Twitchers. Uh, the Twitchers. Bird. Well, uh, so Kicking and Streaming, easy to find, no G, no ings just I-N, Kicking and Streaming. Yes. Um, and uh, we are going to call it a day, Jojo, right? That's right. For me, for Jojo, this is goodbye, folks. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming podcast. If you've found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group.